Get about the curveball, Ricky. Give him a heater. Welcome, everyone, once again to the Highlanders podcast, the Masahiro Tanaka edition, or episode number 19, for those of you keeping score at home. And we have baseball to talk about, guys. Finally, after months and months of uh, baseball being away and I'm on hiatus, we have baseball back. We have a three-game set against the Nationals to discuss. And uh, much like this, uh, this 2020 year has been, and the baseball season's been, uh, just when we think we're going, we stop again. And we're going to get to that in the beginning of the show here. We will get to the regular format of the show after this, but uh, as of recording this, some breaking news. Um, COVID-related, unfortunately, we just can't talk about sports. We just can't talk about baseball. We've got to continue to talk about this virus and the impact that it's having not only on the world and on our country, but on the game of baseball, which this podcast is primarily focused on. So... Um, Podcast being recorded today um, after two games against the Philadelphia Phillies have been postponed. And a word coming through right now that it looks like uh, they're going to make these games up against the Baltimore Orioles, essentially replacing two games against the Phillies and play the Baltimore Orioles at a later date to replace those two games. So the two games against the Phillies that have been postponed due to COVID will not be replaced playing the Phillies, they'll be replaced playing the Baltimore Orioles. So I guess we'll get more into that. That literally just came across the wire right now. Essentially what happened, guys, um, if you haven't been paying attention or you missed it in the news, essentially the Miami Marlins played the Philadelphia Phillies over the weekend. Um, As of uh, recording this, uh, 15 Miami Marlins have tested positive, uh, including staff and players for the coronavirus. Apparently, uh, a couple of the players knew they had it, took a team vote rather than uh, getting the league and the other teams involved to play, um, and basically just got more of themselves infected. As of uh, today, recording this, this is on Tuesday, no Philadelphia Phillies have been uh, tested positive because of their interactions on the field, which is a really good sign. Um, The one thing that you really wanted to look for, I would say with this, and the big thing that I was scared of, were players who tested positive going to pass it on the field to other players. Look, people are going to get sick. It's just going to happen. There's no way to avoid it. But the big question I had was, 
where they're going to be able to, through the course of a game, be able to pass it along to another player. And it does not look like that happened with the Phillies. Now, better safe than sorry. The league shut down the game. How does that affect the Yankees? The Yankees were due to fly into Philadelphia for a two-game set. Obviously, the Marlins just left Philadelphia. Um, well, actually, didn't leave Philadelphia. We'll get that into that in a second. But uh, the league shut everything down. Basically wanted to sanitize Philadelphia's stadium, sanitize their locker rooms. Obviously, another team would feel a little bit apprehensive about going into a locker room where 15 players just tested positive. So they held the Yankees in motion in hotels in Philly. Um, They held the Miami Marlins in Philadelphia, did not let them leave while they tested and took care of all that and got the tests in. And essentially where we stand right now, I believe uh, the Yankees are back in New York now. They were going to have a workout day today. And they are scheduled to play two games against the Phillies in New York the next two days. Um, And like I said, uh, all reports are saying that there were no positive tests for Phillies. So hopefully that can happen. And again, the two games they were supposed to have in Philadelphia are going to be replaced by games against the Baltimore Orioles at a later date. So um, I know there's been word out here that other teams are now uh, not wanting to fly in to play the Marlins. Uh, It's going to be a mess. I, I don't know how they're going to control essentially half the team, half the 30-man roster, essentially at 15, uh, was infected and now has to either be quarantined or however, how long it's going to take. I mean, they literally, do they have enough guys to fill the team? Do they send out these minor league kids to just play in their place or what? I don't know what the, what's going to happen. I mean, you expected maybe two players to get it, three players, four, four or five tops. But when, you, when you're spreading it to 15 people, either the testing isn't fast enough or... They're just not being careful as players. Um, What remains to be seen, I don't know. We'll see, and I'm sure more information will come out. But we're going to stick to the baseball part of it. Um, And essentially, uh, as far as the breaking news is concerned, the latest, the Yankees, two games that were scheduled to be played in Philadelphia have been canceled, not postponed, canceled. They will be made up against with two games against the Baltimore Orioles in Baltimore at a later date. They will, as of now, play the two games they were scheduled to play tomorrow and the next day in New York against the Phillies. So I'm now into the regular part of the show. All right, folks, we actually have some weekly results to go over and we can talk about the Initial 2020 series, that was the Yankees against the Washington Nationals, the defending World Series champion Washington Nationals down in our nation's capital. A three-game set to open the season, um, primetime game on Thursday, then a day off built in for rain delays traditionally after the first game of the year, and then a two-more game set, uh, two night games and a day game, and we'll talk a little bit about both. So game one, I mean, uh, we got a little bit of taste of what it was going to be like to see the games played with no fans, and I got to say, I got lost into the game pretty quickly and didn't miss the fans. Um, they seem to be experimenting, different teams, different networks with piped-in sound, um, some even CG crowd, um, digital fans in the stands. I really wish they wouldn't. Um, I know they didn't agree to mic the players this year, but I would much prefer to hear the actual conversation that you can hear and pick up from just it being in a quiet stadium, the crack of the bat, the ball, um, players calling each other off in the outfield. I, I'd much prefer hear the game. Um, rather than the actual piped-in sound. Um, Now, I watched the Yes broadcast on Sunday, obviously, 
they were national games on ESPN and Fox the other days. I got to say, the national broadcasters, to me, did a much better job as far as handling the technology part of it. Um, and I know they have broadcasters in different places. You know, one might be in one state, one might be in a studio, blah, blah, blah. Um, the Yankee broadcasters, I guess, are broadcasting from Yankee Stadium, period, um, for all games. So if it's a road game, they're still in Yankee Stadium. If it's a home game, they'll be in the stadium as well. Uh, one thing they did have is uh, on the Sunday broadcast, uh, Paul O'Neill was in Ohio, and the other two guys, uh, David Cohen and Michael Kay, were in the Bronx, and they did step on each other a few times, and that part of it is not completely worked out, although it wasn't terrible. Uh, the pipe the noise is really what was distracting me because it was there sometimes and sometimes it wasn't, so it really started to get on my nerves to the point where I wanted to turn the radio broadcast on. Um, and as much as I love John Sterling and Susan Waldman, uh, John Sterling is not built for this kind of broadcasting. Uh, he, he's getting up there in age. Um, it's He has a hard enough time, let's be honest guys, we love him, but he has a hard enough time calling the game straight up when it's in front of him. And for him to be able to, or be forced to watch a game on a screen and call the game, basically I guess they're calling it directly off the Yes broadcast on Sunday, it, it's not going to work if you want an accurate call. It's to the point where play-by-play might be too much for him. And, and you know, I hate to say it, but it, you know, as much as we love the calls and we love the the broadcast and it might be time to get somebody in there that can actually keep up technology wise especially if this is going to be the new normal for broadcasting games anyway that being said uh, let's talk about game one uh, the one thing that we talked about in some previous episodes was how important it was going to be in my opinion for Stanton to get off to a good start and boy did he ever um, a massive two-run shot and another ribby against uh, some quality quality arm in Max Scherzer so I mean listen this was a great matchup it was everything you'd want an opening night to be Cole against Scherzer uh, the Yankee debut of Cole against the defending world champion stud and uh, it was a great I mean honestly it was a great pitcher's duel Stanton just got the best of them in that exchange um, Cole looked incredible literally gave up one hit the one hit was a home run unfortunately but he looked great he settled down after that um just, I mean, two two uh, two battles of two great arms, two a great pitching duel with a little bit of fireworks thrown in there by Stanton. And I mean, this is so important for me to for him to get off to a good start. If we can get him firing on all cylinders, I mean, that's a huge plus for us. Uh, Judge a couple singles. I, I mean, he hit the ball well. Uh, nothing from Glaber or Sanchez. Those guys were struggling here early on. Although Glaber did break out of it in the most recent game. Um, big, big, big shots. I mean, big home runs, deep home runs. Not that it matters into the empty seats, but uh, massive shots by Stanton. And it's great to see him get off to a great start. They look really lean. I got to say, just from looking at Voight, Stanton, and Judge, they don't look as jacked or as, as big. And it could just be my, because I haven't seen them in a while or whatever, but they look a lot leaner, like they lost some weight. Um, what do I know? Does that mean anything? Does it do anything? Who knows? All I do know is he's hitting the ball fantastic, and it was great to see him get off to a great start, and it was a great game one. Uh, the Yankees win that one 4-1. to Rain-delay-shortened game, six-inning game. Um, of course, 2020, with everything that's going on, starts off with a rain-delay um, and ending ending the game early, so 4-1. But I'll take it, so first game of the year, a win. Uh, the next game uh, can be summed up with two words, and that's uh, Paxton stinks. Uh, he was absolutely horrible. Um, in this game, I shouldn't say he stinks in general because he, he came on strong last year. 
towards the second half of the year, and he looked great in practices, but uh, he couldn't get out of the second inning, and this was all his fault. He he, he just gave up, you know, he, he just let, opened up the floodgates early, and the Yankees could never get their bearings. Uh, some positive notes from Game 2 from that loss, the 9-2 loss, was uh, DJ, Le, DJ LeMayhew got in to get his first start of the year. He did not start in Game 1. Uh, Tyler Wade started in his place, uh, him obviously coming off of that corona virus, but... um. I guess he could have probably started in game one. They just wanted to give him the extra day or extra two days as it was with the built-in day off. So he started in game two, had an RBI single, and he looks normal DJ, just slapping the ball all over the uh, the outfield, the infield. He's just playing great defense. He's he's a stud. I really don't understand why he's not locked up yet for a long-term deal, but I, I, I looks like they're going to let him go to free agency, which is beyond me. But... Um, the other big news from that game, or the only other bright spot, Stanton with another monster bomb. So that's two days in a row, two games in a row he blasts. Big home runs. Um, so really, the only highlights of that catastrophe was, you know, DJ getting a start, looking healthy, and Stanton continuing to rake. But uh, as far as that loss, that 9-2 loss, that goes on Paxton. That's, that's a horrible job by him, and we'll see. Hopefully he can bounce back. Uh, game three, this is the game that Glaber woke up in. Uh, Glaber had struggled the first two games, and again, I know it's going to sound weird to say somebody's struggling or slumping, but we talked about this in previous episodes also. You don't have time to slump this year. You know, they're saying every one game equates to four games. You don't have time to slump. You've got you've got to get out there and you got to play the hot hand, and I think it's going to be interesting to see managerial what Boone does with a guy who's not hitting the ball. How long do you wait? You know, how long do you wait to replace him? How long do you wait to bring in somebody else in his spot, even if they're not traditionally as good as that player? Um, you know, so thank goodness Stanton, you know, he, he gets off to a good start. And Glaber waits until game three, and he really was the hero. This this was a great game on Sunday, guys. You know, it was a 3-2 win, and really, nail-biter, they came back, you know, from a from a 2-0 deficit late in the game, the Yanks did. And uh, great starting pitching again by the Nationals. Um so uh, Corbin, you know, the guy that we wanted to get a few years ago and didn't, uh, pitched incredible against us. I, you know, it just Nationals are a good team, guys. They realize they've got some great arms and they've got some good bats. There's a reason they're the defending world champions. And really, we might not win this game if not for a base running error late in the game. And that was literally, I think, what, what got us the actual victory, where a guy overslides third base and we're able to put the tag on him. So essentially, you know, saving us saving us the, the game there because honestly it was a nail biter and it could have went to extra innings um you know bad base running play so uh Voigt goes deep in that game but like i said the star of that game was glaber torres he he hits a couple rbis a home run and another single rbi he looks good and that's the most important thing i think in these these first few games is seeing it's it's spread out all around you know judge is hitting the ball he's had a few singles although he hasn't went deep stanton raking glaber Voigt. These guys are all hitting. Sanchez, really the only guy to get out of the box right now that has not really taken off thus far. Um, you know, but hopefully that'll come. I don't like the starting and stopping now. Um, we're essentially in a situation now where the Yankees only had seven off days. So 67, 60 games in 67 days. And they had an off day built in for the second day of the season. And now they've burned two more of their off days. They've essentially got three more off days for the next 57 games, which is crazy. So it's going to be, I mean, you want to talk about being a real a real sprint. It's going to be a mad dash for the Yankees here. So it's going to be it's going to be a lot of work and hopefully these guys can stay healthy 
Um, that's the most important thing. But, I mean, some good signs recapping this series, the first series, the first week of the year for the Yankees. Um, they go 2-1, and one, and like we said, you know, every one game equals four games. So you want to look at it that way. It's really, you know, 4-2 and two is what they really are. You can't afford to lose games. you got to manage these guys. you got to manage every game like it's a playoff game. And I think you saw that with uh, Boone taking out Paxton in the second inning. That, that's, if that's game two of 162, Paxton's going to take one for the team, and he's going to go out there and ride four or five innings. They're not going to burn their bullpen. Um, he pulled them in the second, his defense. So, you know, you're you're managing these games like it's a legit playoff game. So, um, overall, great week for the Yankees, I would say. Um, again, if you listen to the opening of the show with all the controversy as far as when they're going to play again, it looks like they're going to play Wednesday in New York against the Phillies. And hopefully, barring any other catastrophes or any other league catastrophes or other teams coming down with it, we'll get back to a normal schedule. And, I mean, look, guys, they're going to they're gonna pretty much play every day for the next two months so um strap in hold on it's going to be fun uh this first week was fun uh it could either be that or i could have been jonesing for baseball so much that i you know i was watching korean league baseball so but overall good results two and one going into the second week of the season we've got the phillies um we've got the red sox coming in so we've got some good teams coming in all the red sox this year not so not so much uh with the pitching but um Overall, great first week. I'm excited to have baseball back. folks mailbag time Uh, we did get a lot more questions this week as the season gets closer and we actually had results to talk about so i appreciate you guys sending in your feedback or questions or comments um just to run down it again uh if you have an email if you want to send something that way if you have something long or or pictures or or audio or something that you'd like to show to see it's highlanderspodcast at gmail.com feel free to send anything you have that way on twitter it's at highlanderspod that's highlanderspod at twitter and Highlanders Podcast on Instagram and Facebook as well. So uh, we took a question this week from uh, Pete9LG4. And Pete's question was, uh, how likely is it that, how likely do you think it is that the entire Major League Baseball season goes off without a hitch? And what are the chances of us having an actual completed season or a 60-game completed season? All right, Pete, thank you for your question. I appreciate it. Um uh, the way you worded it there is a little strange, but I will say um, it's not going to go off without a hitch, obviously, and you can see that already. Um, and I'm not, you know, Creskin, uh, uh, I'm not a mind reader to tell you that there's going to be issues and there's going to be snags and bumps along the way. Uh, this whole thing is new and it's a crapshoot that, you know, we do get it done. I think, honestly, if I had to rate the chances of getting a complete season done, I think they're going to play a complete season. Now, that being said, Who's going to be playing these games for some of these teams is the question. Um, I think you're going to see four, five, six guys on certain teams get it at different times. They're going to go away and they're going to come back. They're going to go. Other people are going to go away and come back. So it's really going to be how well teams number one manage the actual safety protocols. Which honestly, if you look at some of the games and the and the celebrations after home runs and stuff, they don't seem to be doing a great job at that with the high fiving. And I've seen players hug. Uh, they don't seem to be social distancing at all. Um, 
You're going to have some knucklehead that on his way home stops off at a restaurant or a bar or a strip club or whatever it is, and is going to get everybody sick. You just hope that these players can manage themselves enough and be responsible enough to say, hey, uh, we're going to take the necessary precautions to try to, to, to achieve this goal here. You know, it's two months. We can, we can hunker down. We can get it done. But to go back to your original question, there is going to be bumps in the road. Do I think they'll get a complete season done? I do because, number one, there's too much money at stake. Um, tons of TV money. Um, they agreed to expand the playoffs, which I'm, I'm sure everyone's heard. It's going to be a 16-team playoff this year, which is more playoff money from the networks. Uh, they want this product out there, um, and this is the only way they're going to do it. So it's in, their, it's in everyone's best interest, the players and the league, to get it done. And when push comes to shove, follow the money. And uh, if they want the money, they've got to produce the product. So I think they're going to do everything they can to get this season done one way or the other. So, um, and again, you're going to have you're going to have teams that you know you're going to fly in to play a team, and you know four of their best players might be out. You just got to hope and pray that the Yankees, when they do, knock on wood, and I'm knocking here, they haven't um, had any more since the initial positive tests. And you got to hope if they do have it, that it's not something that's or someone. That's, uh, you know, a big key. It's a Cole. It's a judge. You got to hope that, you know, your team's deep enough to survive that. And again, when you're talking about every game being so important, one game being four games, it's going to be a crapshoot. And I mean, unfortunately, you got to think that there's going to be a good team, a Dodgers, a Yankees, uh, an Astros or a team like that that gets the bug and gets a bunch of guys hurt. Um, And God forbid that happens in the playoff series. You know, you go into the listen, 16 teams are making the playoff. More than half the league is going to make the playoffs. So, you know, your worst nightmare, you go into a short season, a three-game set in the playoffs and, you know, four of your best players are out, your season's over. And the virus has just decided that for you. It has nothing to do with on-field talent. So um, let's keep our fingers crossed and hope that they can learn something from this particular incident here with the, with the Marlins. Um, and hopefully they can, maybe the league can put in some, some actions and play. This doesn't happen again. Not that you're not going to get people sick because people will get sick, but maybe the way they handle it is a little bit better. So again, I appreciate your question. Um, thanks for sending it in. And again, feel free to send any questions as we go forward. Now we're going to have uh, some weekly results, hopefully to talk about, um, every week, hopefully we'll be able to get it going. So thanks again. All right, folks, that's going to do it for episode 19 of the Highlanders podcast. Uh, Actually, it took till episode 19 to have an actual proper episode. Um, Still only three games and not a full week's slate of games. Um, So these shows will progressively get longer, I would assume, as we have more to talk about, more to break down. But very excited to have an actual show to talk about, actual baseball to talk about. And uh, we're going to try to be consistent with the release date. I would say uh, Tuesday of every week would be when to look for the new episodes to drop um, everywhere you find podcasts. I'm going to try to keep it pretty consistent. Like I said, any suggestions you have for the show, please hit us up on all the social media links or an email, and uh, we'd be happy to hear from you. So until next week for the Highlanders podcast, go Yankees. Didn't he? <laughs> yeah, and he scrambled the son of a bitch. Look at that, he hit the fucking ball. Gotta get some free steak. <laughs>
You having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Nice. Good. God, sucker teed off in that like he knew I was going to throw a fastball. He did know. How? I told him. 